0: Hello, story lovers. I'm Laurel McCargan. and you're listening to Alligator Preserves. Are you ready for short story number 12? It's called Orbs, and it's kind of a sci-fi story. Don't go away. Orbs by Laurel McCarg. Lolly thought she might be insane. She'd communicated with her orb since before she could speak her first word. But when she turned five, it told her she needed to pretend it wasn't there. She wasn't to point to it or speak aloud to it or talk about it any more, and she wasn't to acknowledge other people's orbs either. They will never understand. They will make fun of you, it had told her then. We can hear the voice inside your head, and you can hear ours. This is how we will talk from now on. She was sad. She liked chatting with her orb. Lolly's parents seemed relieved when she stopped playing with her imaginary friend, as they liked to call her bizarre behavior. They had tried everything to get their little girl to act like other children. They were especially unsettled by the way her eyes always focused on a point somewhere above the people interacting with her, never in their eyes and she'd say things about other people, things she shouldn't know. She's so precocious, the older ones would say, and then they'd avoid her. Doctors found nothing unusual about her physical development, nothing concerning about her vision, and suggested more playtime with children her age. Decades passed, and Lolly learned how to look into people's eyes when she spoke with them. She was 60 now and pretty sure she was insane. If she weren't a brilliant journalist, others might agree with her, but her reputation as an international reporter had earned her adulation and awards over the decades. She insisted on traveling alone and taking her own photos and videos. No one could get to the bottom of a story like Lolly could. Time and time again, She'd discover an unlikely source, breathe life into a dead lead, unearth the missing piece of a puzzling story. No one knew how she did it, and she could never tell them how. They'd never understand, and at her age, they'd do more than make fun of her. "'It is time to find them,' her orb told her when she awoke on the first day of her sixth decade." Three fertile couples on each of the seven continents, except Australia, where you will find two. The third you will find in New Zealand. They have not yet found their mates. You must bring them together. But how will I find them? Can't you just tell them what to do, where to go? Lolly spoke aloud when she was home alone, which was always when she wasn't working. She'd suppressed her communication far too long in her youth and decided early on never to bring a partner into her unusual reality. They have not accepted us as you have. None on your planet has. None but you. You will know them by their orbs. Couples who are to be together will have orbs that glow the same hue. They'll think I'm crazy. They'll... They will be joyful. You will liberate them from their secret. They will believe you because you understand. Six people on each continent, except for Australia. Yeah, yeah, I I get it. You want New Zealand to be a continent, but still, how the heck? There will be stories for you on each continent. You will be sent to cover them. We will guide you to the individuals. They won't be far from each story. "'All right, then. What's my first lead?' "'The disappearing continent. "'Antarctica. "'You will bring together environmental scientists "'from different nations working on similar projects. "'You will be tasked... "'Now.' "'Lolly's phone rang just as her orb finished speaking. "'On the red-eye tonight? Got it. First class? Wonderful. Thanks, boss.' "'Lolly hung up and repacked her to-go bag "'for a climate harsher than she was used to. "'And what am I supposed to say when I find these people? "'Hey, I see my orb, too, "'and boy, do I have a proposition for you, something like that?' "'Something like that, yes. "'They will know when they see you. "'We will talk to them. "'When they see you, they will finally be ready to listen.' "'You know I don't speak all the languages, right?' We know. It will not be necessary. You will be understood. Okay, so what's going to happen after I finish playing matchmaker on all these continents? She braced for the answer. There was an uncomfortably long pause before Lolly's orb spoke. You know what will happen. Lolly knew what would happen, but she didn't know how it would happen, and she didn't necessarily want to believe it. And she still considered the possibility of insanity. Her first assignment was to report on the frightening meltwater lakes threatening the ice shelves surrounding Antarctica, a topic about which she knew little. Arriving rested from her first-class accommodations, Lolly was escorted to several university research teams over the course of her three-day project, Her preeminence in the media was helpful. Finding her three couples was easy. Getting them together was not as easy as her orb had promised. Despite her reputation, Lolly had a hard time convincing the scientists to speak with her privately, a necessity for the real work she was doing on the continent. Only two of the six had eyes that flashed when Lolly introduced herself. They knew right away they were chosen for something far greater than their research. The other four feigned incredulity when they finally consented to speak with her. Their typical response surprised her. "'I know what you're saying, and theoretically speaking, I see your orb and mine, but I'm a scientist, for goodness' sake. We mustn't speak of it. This doesn't fit our world.' She thought they'd be more open to exploring their anomalies. Just find a way to be with this person when your orb tells you it's time, Lolly told them. Trust me, much like your work here, it's of global importance. That got their attention. Lolly delivered her sensational story just in time to receive her new lead about a dramatic shift in gun legislation on the tiniest continent. She found her couple within moments of stepping into a rowdy crowd, chanting around the New Zealand Parliament buildings. The man and woman were in different crowd clusters, and the noise and heightened excitement allowed her to slip up to each of them unobtrusively. She whispered into the man's ear first. He dropped his sign and stared at her, wide-eyed, before looking up at her orb. He walked with her to the outskirts of the gathering and over to where they could see the glow from the woman's orb. "'I'll speak to her first,' Lolly told him and disappeared back into the crowd. She smiled at the expression of anticipation on the man's face. Moments later, she re-emerged with the young woman behind her. The man smiled meekly, and the woman didn't hesitate in extending her hand to introduce herself to him. They were anxious for answers, But Lolly was not to tell them any more than she had. They were to be a couple. That was all. Australia was a fluff piece compared to anything she'd previously reported on, the discovery of a deadly new species, a troubling cross between a snake and a spider. One couple with matching orbs worked as educators in different cities. The other young man and woman had just graduated from their respective high schools no way, seriously? The young woman did a little happy dance when Lolly said, yes way. Finding and matching couples on the continents of Asia, Europe, Africa, and South America presented unique challenges as Lolly continued to crank out in-depth features on scandals and corruption and unpopular legislation. Her orb told her everything she needed to know, so at least the stories weren't difficult to write. When Lolly returned to the North American continent for her last stories, she felt sad. None of the people she knew had matching orbs. But I know this amazing couple in my town. They're already together, and no, Lolly, find the ones we have chosen. Her head felt fuzzy for a few moments. Three more months passed while she completed stories on civil unrest and viral epidemics and an upsurge in UFO sightings, successfully matching three more couples in the process. She finally returned, exhausted, to the relative quiet of her apartment. She considered adopting a cat. "'You have done well,' her orb whispered as she fell asleep." It had been nearly two years since it had sent her to Antarctica. Consider what may come, and prepare. Weeks passed, allowing Lolly time to consider her life and her options. Bone-weary, she nevertheless forced herself to connect with friends long put on hold till she should have time for them. Some of her visits were joyful, others exhausting litanies of loss and illness, "'and wishes unfulfilled. "'It is time,' her orb told her "'as the sun rose on the vernal equinox. "'But the decision is still yours.' "'Lolly's joints ached "'after a restless night of fitful dreams. "'She gave her orb a sideways glance "'and flipped on the news. "'Bombings. "'Riots. "'Lies. "'Outside?' Rush-hour traffic already clogged her street. Buds struggled to open on the fragile maple surrounded by concrete outside her window. She thought of the unlikely couples and wondered how their relationships were progressing. She wondered how they'd handle life in a brand-new world, twenty-one couples alone on a planet wiped clean, when the orbs would deliver their final message to their people and she would not be spared. Yes or no, Lolly. Yes or no. I still might be insane, she thought. And if I am, then... The television hissed static. <laughs> That's the end of my story, orbs. I'd love to hear your response. Tell me what you think about it. I was inspired. I don't even know how I was inspired. I woke up one morning and it wasn't even a dream. I usually get a lot of inspirations from dreams, but this particular morning I woke up, uh, I guess maybe I didn't sleep very well. And I just, for some reason, envisioned a person with an orb floating about four feet over their heads. And it gave me the idea for the whole story. I had no idea where it was going to go, but I just started writing it. And maybe I've just been watching too much news. Anyway, if you enjoyed this story and other ones or other episodes in which I don't tell a story, but I tell other people's stories or some of my own nonfiction ones, please subscribe to Alligator Preserves on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts and please share it with your friends. I hope you might consider supporting Alligator Preserves on Patreon. Check out the rewards you'll receive at patreon.com slash alligatorpreserves. And join me next time when I'll talk about something completely different. Until then, be kind to yourself, be kind to others. Thanks for listening. Bye.